really hard for me to go because that whole mental piece, like, oh, I'm not, I'm probably not doing it right. And all it took was a little bit of coaching that actually got me really interested and invested in taking care of my body. So I really thank my strength coach for that. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Big Green Couch with Live Well Fitness. Today, we have on a very special guest who claims to be our biggest fan of our podcast ever in the entire universe. So we couldn't be more excited to have him on. It's Evan. Evan. Hello. Long-time listener here. Happy to be here. <laughs> I'm imagining everyone having a round of applause right now for our biggest listener and biggest fan. <laughs> I can edit it in. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Evan edits our podcast, so he's listened to every episode multiple times, <laughs> which is why we know he's such a big fan. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Tell All me. right. What are we talking about today? So I was thinking we can talk about uh, the different exercises that we've tried, um, different modes of exercises, and, and just kind of have a roundtable of what we've done and, and what we've liked, because I know um, you guys pretty closely that you've all had different walks of life where you've tried different sports. Um, you're into different forms of exercise. We all teach different classes. So, you know, I'd, I'd love to get your insights on that as well as maybe inform some listeners um, on some uh, fun new modes of exercise. Yes, I love that. It's like the new year too. So it's the perfect time to set a goal to try something new. So hopefully we can spark some new interest. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's, it's funny, too, because I feel like when anybody starts a new exercise routine, it tends to be like, okay, I got to do cardio, I got to run, I got to hop on the elliptical. And there's just so many different options that you can do for exercise. And one of my favorite things really is trying out different gyms, or different, you know, different types of exercise, whether it be sports, or just things that are more for fun too, just to mix it up. Because as we all know, just doing the same old routine at the gym can really get old for people too. Oh yeah. And I, w I was thinking about that too, with the whole new year, I was like, I really got to get into some rec sports. Like I'm not a good soccer player, but I'm still down to try it again and get some soccer going. Cause I love that type of endurance and conditioning that I can do outside of the gym. I think that's really fun. Yeah. Whoa. You're going to try and join a soccer team. Can I join with yeah. you? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh-oh. Oh, did no. You play, did you play in high school or what, what made you choose soccer? I feel like that's such a difficult sport to just pick up. So it's a funny story because, you know, everyone's parents start their children out in soccer when they're young. And my parents never did that. So I never had any experience as a kid. And then I never played in high school because I was playing other sports that I went on to compete collegiately. And I actually stopped doing collegiate sports altogether just to kind of focus on my schoolwork and take a little less stress off my plate. And with that came, um, like, I wouldn't say depression, but definitely uh, I was missing something in my life. And I love sports and being competitive. So I picked up club soccer and with that, I was definitely not good when I first tried. So uh, I think I got better with time and I was doing club soccer for the rest of my three years in college. But it 
there was a learning curve, uh, but it was still fun to get out there, be with a bunch of people, get to know them and work out at the same time. Yeah, my parents, they never put me in soccer either. What's wrong with these people? Same. Mine didn't either, but we I'm from a really small town, so we didn't have soccer. But my mom Rit, runs our local wellness center, so she does pro, like, kids programs. So when I was a kid, my mom did a kids soccer program. Like, you could sign up for six weeks or whatever and, like, learn soccer. And I was – I hated it so much. <laughs> like, and the main reason was that I was like – do I just want to be out there getting kicked in the shins all day? Like, I kept telling my mom, I don't want to keep getting kicked in the shins. And she's like, you just got to toughen up a little bit. And I was like, nah, I think I'll just sit this one out. Like, I hate it. That's so funny. And I think my parents never put me in it because my sister, who's about two years older than me, they tried putting her in soccer and while the games were going on, she'd be out on the field picking daisies. And they're like, maybe this isn't meant for this family. <laughs> I always feel like I get sad that the sports I did, I guess not all of them, but my favorite sport that I did doing gymnastics, I can't really do that into my adulthood. And a lot of people that did sports like soccer or basketball, you know, they are like even tennis, they can continue those. But I kind of had the same thing as you Jake in college when I lost my sport and it's like okay now what do I fill that with so I'm always jealous of people that played soccer or like other sports like that yeah there's like a longevity issue there for sure in, in gymnastics um yeah because I, I played tennis uh throughout high school and I went to college I played in college um and that was like my whole life when I when I got into it in high school and I can still play it today and I did really well, and and now I'm like it's one of those sports you can play when you're you're super old, you know. Like you, you go to a tennis club and you're bound to see like a 90 year old there hitting the ball around. I mean, I doubt you're going to see that as uh, a gymnastics side of that, you know, uh, which is kind of sad. But it's it's definitely nice to get into those recreational sports or get in, get into recreational sports when you're younger and learn those skills. And um, that's definitely something that I, I want my kids to be able to do is to play a bunch of sports, pick what they like the most. And at least they have those skills built up for the different ones to see what they like too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good point. Evan is the lifetime sports. I really, I'm in the same kind of realm as you Raven. Like I, I, I did play volleyball, but I don't feel like you find a lot of adult volleyball anywhere. At least not that I've seen, although I'd still love to play, but I did cheer and gymnastics and dance and, I guess you can dance pretty much anywhere. So that one's kind of, you know, you can just do whatever you want with that. <laughs> Not that there's many adults joining dance teams, I would guess, but I've always wanted in the last, I don't know, five years or so to find a more lifetime sport. Like if I could be really good at tennis or golf or, you know, something like that, where you can kind of play casually, it's active, but I don't feel like I have to be really good at it to like it. Like there's a lot of sports that I feel like if I'm not really good, I kind of don't like playing them. I would say the one that adult sport that I feel like I like and still play is softball. I love softball. Oh, really? That's an interesting one. And they have a bunch of leagues for that. I mean, not now because of COVID, but like I love, I love when uh, you can see people join leagues for, for softball and they're more social. 
Um, but I mean, Ravens played pickleball. Pickleball is like a, a variation, like a, it's a different kind of version of, I wouldn't say tennis, but kind of like tennis. But if you learn a similar skill at a bigger scale, you can always scale down. And that's what I think is really cool too. And pickleball is just so social. And I think that's really important as you get older, um, you know, to just make it a social thing too. Yeah, that's exactly what my parents do who took me pickleballing. Is that how you say it? Pickleballing? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> they, it's I like... I don't think so. <laughs> okay, thanks for the input. <laughs> um, it's such a social thing for them. They have the whole group chat and they talk about it. And my parents always do like a softball league too and tennis club. And I always am jealous because I'm like, there's no adult gymnastics club for me to join. But like Brooke said, I was though. That would be so fun. I would love to do adult gymnastics or adult cheer. <laughs> Cause I miss that stuff so much. Should we start a league? Yeah. <laughs> we could start our own league. I'm always cheering for Live Wall Fitness. So, you know, I could make that a little more formal if you guys want. <laughs> yes. You're going to be too busy. You're going to be joining soccer soon too, Raven. I mean, <laughs> you're just going to abandon Jake's sport now. I mean, this is not fair. That's true. I've also had this theory that I'm a professional snowboarder, so I'm ready to hit the slopes and try out that one. That one would be really fun. That's actually a good activity if you can get good at it would be skiing or snowboarding. I feel like that's kind of an adult, an adult one that you can get away with, right? Yeah. Maybe don't have a lot of experience in it. Jake, do you? I feel like I feel like you skateboard, so you you might snowboard, right? Yeah, most people would think that, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't always work out like that. I, I've given it a try a couple times. Uh, the problem was I did a lot of competitive hockey when I was younger, so uh, my winters were spent inside a rink and not on a mountain, and. With uh, going back to Raven's point, like you can always have a couple sports that you can do. I was in a couple men's league pre-COVID, so uh, definitely waiting for those to open back up. Um, but yeah, it is nice to have options. So even if you want to do the soccer, you can fall back on skiing or you can fall back on another sport like pickleballing. I love yeah, that. for sure. And like one thing that I've thought of too is when I was younger – well, actually now too. I'm not a big, I don't really like contact sports. I'm not very aggressive. So I don't, I never liked basketball or anything where you were kind of close to people or really had to be aggressive in that way. Um, like I liked volleyball because you stayed on your side of the net, you know, it's like against someone else, but you're, you're really like only with your own team. So one thing that I've tried to pick up a lot as an adult are just non-team sports too like I like the social aspect of you know playing softball once again another sport where you're only on your side like you're not you know aggressive maybe with another person <laughs> but I I like the idea too of just trying things that are more individual sports kind of like skiing or you know snowboarding things like that and I tried I think I told you guys I tried this past summer um paddle boarding which was such a hard workout like I got, I had to, I was taking lessons and by my third lesson, their whole thing that they were teaching was speed. And so getting up on there and having to paddle, I have my Apple watch on and my heart rate has never gotten that high before. And I do high intensity intervals. I do sprints running and 
I've never seen my heart rate get that high. I was dying. <laughs> there's there's a ton of core work and coordination that go, pun intended, that go into paddle boarding. So I think that's another great adult sport or skill that you can get into that it's a lot more work than you think, but you also kind of get a benefit from it because now you're out on the water and you get to see these great views and you get to kind of pick your own path. So it's not only like the physical benefit, but the mental benefit of it too. So I think that's a really good one. Yeah, exactly. Like anything outdoors, whether it's hiking, something on the water, like paddleboarding, or I don't know if people around here do surfing or anything like that, but I really loved it. And I got frustrated because it was so hard for me. I was like, dang, how, how am I like sweating this bad and working this hard? But at the end, I was like, wow, that was kind of a great workout. I got to come back and do this again. That was crazy. Yeah, I love that. I got really into hiking after once I started college because I really have kind of like a wanderlust, like love for travel. And so whenever I would go anywhere, I would just be researching like, what's the tallest peak? How do I get to the top? And then you feel so accomplished and it's like, all right, you got a little workout in, you got to see the area, beautiful views. And I don't know, it's not something like I get too competitive, like Brooke would say, it's not fun to do something that you're bad at. And I feel like most people can succeed in hiking. I'm the exact opposite. I'm not an outdoorsy kind of guy. Um, it's just, which is really funny. Um, I, I'm not a big hiking person. You know, I, I, I don't like walking long distances <laughs> just for the, the, for the walk itself. Um, I mean, if it's scenic, yeah, I guess so. But you know, I, I like I, I, we went. Brooke touched on like the mental aspect of it. It's like kind of refreshing. It's it's nice. That's for me in the gym. Actually, I feel like that when I'm lifting weights or doing like weightlifting of, of any sort. That's I feel kind of zoned in and and that's my stress relief. I don't really get that from the outdoors, which I, I feel like I should because everyone else does. But you know, I'll dig deep, deeper into that and by myself. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of want to touch on a point. Raven said, oh, a lot of people don't like to do something they're not good at. And I think this is kind of a good correlation because uh, before I was doing collegiate sports, I was never good at going in the gym and doing any type of training or sports-specific training. And it wasn't until I got to college and I was working with a strength coach hand-in-hand and he could kind of show me the ropes and guide the way that I actually got into like working out and I'll admit it. Like I was definitely the guy scared to go in the gym. I'd probably follow anyone else that was near me. Like if they're on the bench press, I'm probably doing the bench press and I'm probably not doing it with the best form back in the day. So it it took like a lot of courage uh, for me to go to the gym back then. And it was really hard for me to go because that whole mental piece, like, oh, I'm not, I'm probably not doing it right. And all it took was a little bit of coaching and uh, someone kind of sparking the interest into something that I actually liked, which was like the more slow resistance training piece of it. So just getting into compound lifts that actually got me really interested and invested in taking care of my body. So I really thank my strength coach for that because without him, who knows if I would have been in this field today. I think that's like such a beautiful tie-in because Jake and I were actually talking about this 
a few days ago because we both have moved. So we're both trying different gyms. And even as a health, like fitness professional, it's still intimidating going into a gym that you've never been to before with people that you don't know. You don't know where the equipment is. So it can be really scary. And then once you do something like maybe you go to group exercise classes to try out different things and you find your community and what you like in the gym, it brings that intimidation down so much. So I feel like everyone's kind of had that same experience that you just talked about, Jake. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people, when they start the new year, are feeling. They don't want to go to a gym because they're, they are they want to work out, but they're, they're too scared to work out in front of people or they don't want to be seen doing the wrong things. But to be honest, like going to the gym, I rarely look at someone who's there and be like, oh, that's can't do that. As a, as a strength coach, definitely I'm like looking at form. Um, but that's just because, you know, that's my profession, but I'm, I've never been like, oh, that person shouldn't be here. I don't think anyone in the gym has ever really thought about that. Um, and I think it's all in your head at, at some point, um, where you're just like, oh, everyone's judging me. Everyone's looking at me. I don't want to be seen, but I've said it to multiple clients, no one is caring about anyone else, but they're themselves in the gym. They're just trying to improve themselves or they're trying to lift whatever weights they're doing or, going in that cardio machine it, it's just how it is and um you know once you get over that that point it'll make things a lot easier in the long run yeah, yeah. no you're so right evan and that is that is another point that i wanted to make was that it's wild how you always think somebody notices you or is like maybe judging you or looking at you in the gym but i can't say how many times I go to the gym and I couldn't even tell you how many other people were there or who else was there at all. The only time I ever notice someone else is if they're on a machine that I want to be on. And I'm like, dang, I got to wait for that machine. But then I usually just turn and I, you know, I'm like off to something else. Right. But you're so right. Everybody's mostly just focused on their own thing. And it kind of brings up another point. You had mentioned something earlier, Evan, about uh, working out outside and how you don't really get that sort of stress relief from that, which I would say most, you're right. Like most people do from the outdoors. It's, you know, proven studies have said outdoors are good for your mind and kind of have those qualities. But one thing I wanted to ask you guys was as far as exercise goes or activities or anything physical, what do you do that is say versus mind or stress relief or you just only like you feel that fo- that brain focus where you stop thinking about everything else and your mind becomes clear versus working out and maybe you're doing it for physical benefits you want to feel stronger you're really you know what I mean like the two differences where say for example for me when I go running it's not like to burn calories or to make my cardio better. I go running because it is one thing that totally clears my head. Like my brain feels good. The stress is relieved, but when I lift, I'm really focused on my form and I'm thinking about the lift and I do it because I want to be stronger and I enjoy like that extra challenge. But I wouldn't say that lifting is like a stress relief for me or like a mind break necessarily, you know? Yeah. I I would agree with you on that one. Uh, with you, Brooke, I think that uh, the running, it takes me longer in the beginning. I think I've talked about this on past past podcasts. Um, But uh, yeah, once I finally get there and I'm kind of like 30 minutes in, I get that kind of mental break 
and I can just let everything go and I'm just going through the motions and I really feel that runner's high. When I'm in the gym, I'm focusing more on how my body's feeling, like how well am I pushing the weight? Am I struggling? Like stuff like that. So I also want to say too, it's not just like the running or the resistance training. I think that I also feel it. I kind of picked up skateboarding in the the past couple of years. So I've been doing that more and I've been going with my dog too. So when we kind of go out for that like mid uh, mid afternoon kind of nighttime skateboard ride it's very euphoric and I'm still pushing along with him so I still get some type of workout with it but I also get that really nice mental break in the day and I think that's super important too okay so uh, this is a great topic because I've, I've seen it um in clients and, and um group x members who have gone to my classes but when we were on site um, one of the one of my favorite classes and one of my favorite uh, modes of exercise were metcons, so metabolic conditioning. And when I would do it on my own or with, with a, another member, sometimes we'd just kind of work out and, and do a metcon. Um, depending on which one it was, it, it it would be gruesome all the way until the end. And when I got to that end part, it was like the, the last minute or the last rep. You just lay down on the floor you're just completely exhausted. That to me, I can feel like everything around me, I forget everything that's going on and I can just relax. It's, it kind of feels like when I meditate, it's just everything feels, I don't want to say empty because it sounds bad, but empty in like a good way. Everything feels like I've done what, what I wanted to do. I completed it. I can relax. And to me, that, that was the best mental feeling um, the exercise has given me. And, and on the other side, like I do mostly like resistance training and that's really like focused, dialed in the work, but I never feel that way when I'm just completely exhausted um, doing metabolic conditioning or EMOMs or anything like that. So it's crazy. And I, I've said that in classes before. I'm like, don't you guys feel great afterwards? Like, no, they're like, no, this was like, that's tough. This is tough. They're like I'm tired. I'm like, no, it feels great when you, when you get done, it's a relief. And I, I've noticed that it's kind of like what we were talking about with the outdoors. It's there's, there's everyone feels something different. Um, but that's just something I feel after, after doing something very strenuous like that. It seems yeah, like- I totally agree. I'm the same way. I like, I love to lift and I love to get stronger, but the only thing that really clears my mind are those runs or I, I agree. Evan, I have a tough time going through a workout without adding in some sort of interval or conditioning because I want to be spent. I want to be sweating at the end of my workout. I want to feel that like relief feeling of like, whoo, I just did that. Like it hurt so bad while I was doing it, but like now I'm done. I get the same way where I'm like, I want it to be really hard and to be doing that sort of metabolic type work where it's, it just, it just kills you. (laughs) It's, it's great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're all kind of, saying the same thing it seems like it's all kind of cardio where we have that breakthrough because I'm not a runner so I probably don't run long enough Jake said 30 minutes till he gets his runner's high (laughs) I'm not running over 30 minutes on a regular basis that's like my cat um but like with swimming and I always found it interesting I would just be swimming and then all of a sudden you just kind of like I realize wait I've been swimming this whole time 
and I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about it, you know, and that's such a good feeling because you're like, wow, I wonder how many laps I did. Like, I've been going at this for a while. Yeah, and I kind of want to talk about, like, the swimming and the sport, too, because now you guys kind of made me think about it, and when I played hockey, I was a hockey goalie, and before the game or, like, before any type of scrimmage, I would get myself so worked up because there's so much pressure on me anytime uh, I make a mistake, everyone sees it. So it was a very stressful sport until you're really thrown in, into the game or the scrimmage. And it would take like sometimes to the second or third period, but I'm still doing a lot of physical work um, because I got 30 pounds of equipment. I'm pushing side to side. I'm moving quickly. I'm following the puck. And I just, I'm kind of lost in a mental state. I'm just kind of going and I'm at peace. And I know... Evan kind of just said, like, you feel empty, but, like, in a good way. I think it's kind of similar to that, where, like, I'm, like, empty in thought. I'm just in the game, and I'm just enjoying myself. So I think that's why sports are, are like, sport-like activities could be really good to uh, kind of bring back into your life, even if you're older, you know? That's such an interesting point. And I've always thought about this because the main sports I did were very quick. So in competitive cheerleading, you have your routine. It's two and a half minutes. You go out there, you're performing for judges or like same with gymnastics. It's for judges. You do your floor routine. That's like uh, two minutes. And with swimming, you have your event. A lot of times I swim short distance. So I'll do 50, 50 meters. And it's like, it's over so fast. And you it builds up all of that anxiety and stress and you're like this I only have two minutes and you can't make up for lost time whereas in like a sport like soccer you know you're a goalie you like you mess up a play you know you can redeem yourself and so I would always put so much pressure on myself you know if I fall on my pass or I fall off the beam you know it's done you can't make up for that so again I just think that's so interesting and I guess I would be lost in it but also just came with so much nerve so it's nice now to do sports and not be so nervous to the point of sick yeah I think definitely in like these adult leagues like a lot of people are doing this just to get up and move so they're not going to be so mad at you if you make a mistake (laughs) and they're not going to be perfect either it's not like they're practicing every day for this scrimmage with uh, a bunch of other people like in your age group I think that Everyone's just out there because they have a love for the sport or a love for the game, and they're just trying to have fun with it. So I think it's a uh, it's like an interesting take because at like a young age, if you're like very competitive in a sport, a lot of fun is kind of sucked out of it. And the best coaches are like, hey, just go out there and have fun with it. And you can lose that like kind of interest in the sport if it gets too competitive and it's no longer fun because you're putting so much stress but once you get to a certain age you you don't have that that stress anymore and you're just out there with a a bunch of people your age having fun so that's why I think it's super interesting and it should be a good thing for people to get involved in these sports again so it sounds like I'm invited to the soccer league since it's just for fun (laughs) hey I didn't say no um so I hated tennis in college. It took away the fun completely. And I I just remember being angry at the sport all of the time. Um, and it wasn't until I like I transferred and, and cleared my mind and I started playing for fun again. I got 
10 times better. My enjoyment for the sport was just, it, it went through the roof. So I think that, you know, as you get older, going back to this, that's important. That's, you know, you don't need to be competitive to have fun. Like, I think that's a, a really important factor that um, Jake was alluding to. It's that, you know, it, it's for fun. You know, it's, it's not meant for, uh, you're not playing for a scholarship. You're not doing this for anything else besides your own well-being. And that's, that's yep. huge. And maybe yep. I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe you guys had a great time in college with your sports, but um, I definitely did not. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a reason why I stopped both my collegiate sports after my freshman semester. And it was just way too much stress with schoolwork and doing two different teams, like at the same school. It, I like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. And don't get me wrong, I, I'll forever have that competitive nature in me. And it it be anything, it could be work-related stuff now. Like, who who can get, like, this uploaded first? I'm like, I'm on it. I'm going to do it first. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy to think about, like, you can lose interest so quick when there's too much stress put on that. And I think that goes into work too if if you're stressed out day in and out you're not going to love your job so it's important to take care of the mind aspect of everything in life yeah that's exactly why I didn't do sports in college I had a lot of friends that were older than me and cheered in college like Brooke and a lot of these programs you're not only cheering for their sideline team but you'll cheer for their competitive team and then their sideline team might also have a competitive team so you're on three different teams that are all practicing and it's intense and especially in a sport where you're looked at for your appearance it can also be like hard on different other aspects that are really mental as well and a lot of my friends just like Evan said they he hated his sport like my friends hated it and I I just took a long time to make my decision and I was like I want to end up loving this sport like I still do and not hate it so yeah, I think it's really sad and it's good that we've all kind of come to this realization and learned that sports should be more about fun and staying active and not stressing yourself out to the point of hating it. Yeah, that's very true. And it's tough too. I notice myself having different feelings towards different sports when it comes to that. Like something that I did when I was young and I was really good at it, like cheer or volleyball or something like that. I even softball. I don't want to play unless I'm doing well, because when I'm performing poorly and I know that I have the capabilities of performing well, it's very frustrating and you feel like you have to practice or whatever. And you like, I only really want to play if I'm doing well. Whereas something like golf or bowling or tennis, I know I have no expectations for myself. And so, but I know that not everybody feels that way. Like as far as mine goes, I'll go out and go golfing and hit a ball into the water seven times. And I'll just be laughing. Cause I'm like, well, that's just how I golf apparently. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm happy if I do well, but I'm not upset with myself. Cause it's like, well, I've never been good at golfing. Like I have no expectations. I just want to have a good time. Whereas, you know, with some sports, I know that I can be good. And so to not do well, I'm like, oh, no, I am not going to show up and do do a bad job. But I know that some people, you know, maybe don't feel that way or put more pressure on themselves, even if it's a sport that they maybe are not used to or not good at. 
or haven't done before, they still expect themselves to do well. And then when they don't, it's like, this is no, this is no longer fun. If you can't be, you know, do your best at it. No, I, I think you, you're hundred percent correct, Brooke. Honestly, like that's how I am. If I play t- even now, even though I'm not in college, even now, I, if I play poorly uh, in tennis, I'm like, I know where I, where I have been um, level wise. And if I don't compete at that level, or if I don't play at that level, I'm not going to have fun with it as much. And I, I feel terrible for saying that. Cause it's like, Oh, I need to win. I don't need to win. <laughs> I just need to play to my, my potential that I, that have been playing at. Um, and that's what's really frustrating. And you have people that are like, Oh, but you're playing so well. I'm like, no, I am not playing like I used to. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's difficult when you're on a team sport too. Like I find myself, for example, with softball, right? It's a fairly individual sport, even though it's a team sport. Like I really care if I hit well and if I field well, but if other people are not doing well, I really have no expectations. I'm not like, oh man, my team stinks. I'm just like, oh guys, no, it's fun, whatever. But I still want myself to do well. Whereas I don't know if you guys experience this, but in a sport like volleyball, I played in a rec league in college just with friends, like nobody who necessarily was good or bad or whatever. But I found myself getting frustrated because I'd played organized volleyball in high school and I was used to having plays and going to a specific spot and having things we needed to do. And when it was just kind of willy nilly, let's hit the ball around when you expect like the team kind of works more cohesively. It's not very individual. I would find myself getting frustrated where like, I can't play unless it's organized and we're running plays and we're doing things we need to be doing to win. And so it, what, even though it was one of my favorite sports, I really wasn't having as much fun doing it because I had expectations for how the team should function cohesively. And it wasn't happening that way. It was just kind of willy nilly playing for fun. And I was like, I don't play for fun. I played it like I became like the evil person where I was like, we need to run a play. We got to win. And then I was like, I'm just going to step back. Maybe, maybe I need to take the bench. That's so funny. I, I have a good question though. So if you guys are setting these expectations for yourself or standards, either if it's in sport or not in everyday life, what do you think are some good tactics to uh, try and get away from those expectations or standards? Because a lot of times they could do more harm than good. I feel like I haven't struggled with it that much because just based on the sheer force of landing a, a gymnastics pass now, it's like I don't have that expectation for myself because most likely it's not going to end well and it'll end an injury. So like I'll still go back and do some tumbling sometime, but I like cat myself before I start. I'm like, I'm not even going to try to do X, Y, Z. Like this is what I'm doing and kind of setting those boundaries beforehand. But that's a very unique situation. Yeah, that's a tough question, Jake, honestly. And I wish I had a great answer for it. And if Brooke has a better answer, go ahead. But um, I, I played tennis last night for the first time in like, I don't know, a couple months. And it was terrible. Um, but what I really liked about it was the fact that I was playing, that I was moving around and playing. And I didn't leave there angry with myself because I wasn't playing, you know, college level like I used to. Uh, I was, you know, I, I was just happy to be able to, to go out and play a sport that I really enjoy. And I think best tactic is, is um, you know, living that moment of, oh, at least I'm playing. At least I'm having fun. 
you know, with others, um, at least I'm able to still hit the ball. Like it, it, your skills might decrease, but you can always build them back up. Yeah. And I think like that might be the right answer right there to have that open mindset to, uh, be like, Hey, I might not be as good as what I was in the past, or I might've decreased a little bit, but, uh, go into something with an open mindset does so much for you. And even if it's like something like work related, it's like, Hey, I progressed so much at this job or I progressed so much at this sport and, and I'm still involved and I'm happy to work with so-and-so or I'm happy where I'm at currently, or I want to progress to this position. You can approach every day with that positive mindset and it's, it's going to help you out in the long term. This makes me think of a random question for you guys. I've talked about this with some of my clients before, but before I would do a gymnastics routine and I would be waiting backstage or something, I would go in my mind and envision myself doing it and like almost like kind of do like tiny like marking, like standing and like having that muscle. I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I'm talking about? Did you guys do that before you would go on a game, like envision yourself and be like this? I love that, that. that. That was probably the most helpful thing I could do as a hockey goalie. And I, I kind of talked about this as it being like probably my most stressful sport just because all eyes are on you. You're almost like the quarterback of the hockey team because you're, you're the last line of defense. So I would literally like close my eyes like and before I stepped onto the ice, I would envision making saves on either side, either if it's block or glove, like and I would just like I'd get those little muscle fibers firing and I would see it and I would envision success and I would usually have better games that like that little warm-up in my head went well you know if I went in with a really negative mindset like oh this team's so good I'm gonna let up so many goals and I'm like I'm not even do this envision thing oh man like I can't tell you how much I like regretted that mindset going into it yeah, that's a that's a real actual um, uh, technique for either a learning a sport, envisioning yourself or uh, a skill, envisioning that skill, and and you doing that skill. Uh, and and on the sports side, it's also um, like it's a I forgot what the the the, um, uh, the scale is, but it's that you you don't want an overhyped state. And you don't want an underhyped state, so you have to find that optimal state. And I, I, I'm blanking on what that term is, but I remember having to study that. Um, but um, so that's actually real. It's it's not like you're making that up. It's not. I've gone into matches where I'm like super hyped. I have my music on, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna play the best I've ever played. And, and then I end up just tanking. And and if I go in just kind of sad and mopey, you do terrible. But the moment you find that optimal. Um, state and you can just kind of be like all right I'm ready for what comes keep a level head um, envision yourself playing just the basics basically and then go into it you you'll do well Um, but I I think the moment you start to get on either side of the spectrum of too hyped or not hyped enough it's it's uh, dangerous for your game that's for sure dangerous for for your sport yeah, it just reminded me when you guys were talking about having that mindset, like that would be my mindset before it was very like zoned in and focused on, you know, myself and like reflecting and imagining and kind of like that positivity. It's like I'm imagining myself doing well and that's very positive. 
So I'm just wondering if everyone had that kind of shared experience where you do that before. So it's so interesting. Yeah, I recommend if you haven't tried that in the past, even if it's just everyday life, to give it a shot. Just uh, envision positive things happening or envision yourself in a like uh, a position where you're going to excel. I think that does a lot for you. Yeah, it's like saying like people will say little mantras to themselves when they wake up and like being like, I am successful. Like, I love myself. It's like if you think and act as if you're amazing and you're doing well it's like your actions are going to follow what your mindset is so I mean it all just comes back to mindset I feel like we've hit that in every episode and we're just like it all ties in for sure you guys you guys have to have a mindset specific um podcast because there's there's so much to dive in there and and you, you have to realize that at a certain level and pro athlete levels um you know sometimes there's not a huge difference between um, physical capabilities and it all comes down to that little bit of a mental edge. And that's, that's huge. That's honestly huge. You, you see it a lot. Like I've watched a lot of sports documentaries where um, there are athletes that will journal what they're feeling that day and what they want to strive to do that day and um, just kind of get out on paper. And and that helps them. It helps them organize their thoughts, helps them keep a, a nice stable mindset where if you're, just kind of like all over the place. It's very difficult to have that edge. Yep. I, I think another interesting piece that I learned about too in the past that kind of helped me is all these top tier athletes. A lot of them do see a sports psychologist regularly because there's a lot of expectations uh, demanded of them or they have a huge fan base and they don't want to let that down and they feel a lot of pressure. So to just even meet with someone and talk to someone about this and get into a different mindset than what their mindset might be then or their negative mindset, it helps them a lot. And I've seen it. I've looked up to professional hockey goalies that have had bad seasons and everyone in papers and press is talking down about them or they're feeling down about themselves and they'll go uh, speak with a sports psychologist or just a normal psychologists and it will do wonders for their game so it's really interesting you even um always hear of michael phelps who is probably one of the greatest athletes of like our time as far as olympic athletes he has been very open about his struggles with like his mental health and i think now he even supports some sort of um app where you like speak with a psychologist so I mean, clearly, even though he's thriving physically and able to win all these gold medals, it doesn't mean that his mental state is good. And that's a huge part of it. And you have to realize that and take care of it. Absolutely. And I mean, that brings us to a, to a, a good segue. You know, we we're talking about sports that we've tried and, and things um, that we've done, but we haven't really talked about how it, those sports have taken us to other forms of exercise. And sometimes doing something completely new, um, new form of exercise is going to do wonders for your, for your mindset and your mental space. Um, and I definitely feel that way. Like tennis was great, but it took me into different directions. I didn't know I'd want to go to. Um, and same with some of my clients, some of my clients would be like, uh, he wanted to train for flag football. One of my clients wanted to train for flag football. And 
And I was like, all right, cool. And, you know, I'm from Buffalo and uh, Josh Allen is, is our quarterback. Um, <laughs> shout out Josh Allen if you're listening to this. Um, and it, he was like, I, I want to be able to like run and, and throw like he can. And I'm like, cool. We brought him a program. And down the line, as, as things went, went on and we went more to like skill based and he started to get into the cardio side of it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, cool, let's, let's start doing that. And he's like, no, and he's like, I'm really into cycling now. I'm like, cool, let's do some cycling. And now he's doing Ironmans. He did half Ironman. Now he's doing Ironmans, and that's his main thing now. But it's so funny where, where if you start with something, just start with something, one basic goal, how it can transform into something completely different. And I think he is a, a prime example of, of that. And, and that's what your, your fitness should do. It should be a journey. You know, you're, you're not, if you're listening to this podcast, you might not be into pro side of sports or anything so try a bunch of different um modes of exercise i mean i I just want to touch on one of my clients i've had in the past uh she was a very competitive runner um and she would do like half marathons and marathons and it wasn't until she started personal training i was like hey i know you got a lot of the conditioning down on your end and you're meeting with a run coach every week and you're picking these runs and I was like we need to train to make you a better runner and we need to do some resistance training to help you perform better at running and it actually turned out to be something she really enjoyed and she slowly decreased the running and started doing a lot more resistance training because she didn't know she had a love for it and it wasn't until I kind of guided her and showed her things that she liked and she got a ton of different goals along the way like she wanted to uh, be able to do a pull-up on her own. Like when I last worked with her, she was doing eight on her own. And uh, she wanted to learn how to do a headstand. And it took a couple months, but we got her to learn how to do a headstand. So there's no rhyme or path that you have to follow. And, and we were able to get her to her goals. And it was partly because she tried something and she had an interest for it and it helped her segue to different goals and i think that's something important to know yeah exercise is a journey i love that and like keeping an open mind you know like evan's client or your client they may set on this path and they have this one goal but if you find yourself being pulled in a new direction that you're interested in liking then there's no problem with switching your goal to something new and like Evan suggested, just trying a bunch of new things and something will stick eventually. All right. Well, I think that this is a very good tie together. And if anyone who's listening wants to take our advice and try some new forms of exercise, we do have a very expansive group exercise schedule that we're happy to share with all of our followers. And we have different modes of exercise such as Pilates, yoga, kickboxing, you know, strength classes, circuit classes, boot camps, so meditation. So we're talking about mindset a lot, a lot today. So if you are interested, you can always reach out to us. But I think it would be really helpful for anyone, especially in the new year, to try out something new. And hopefully you find something that you love and enjoy and aren't too competitive about. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for that, Raven. And again, like plenty of options there. So if you guys uh, want to try out some new things, I highly recommend it. And thank you for coming to listen to us on the big green couch here. 
Thanks, thank guys. you, Evan. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yay. We hope to have you back soon. Well, I'm looking forward to it. In the meantime, <laughs> I'm going to just listen to all your podcasts that don't have me in it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, bye, guys.